0: Uh, Dan Lacey, your host, back here on Dr. CarCast Automotive News Updates. Millions of charging ports are needed to support EVs by 2030, a U.S. study finds. A cumulative public and private capital investment of anywhere from 53 to $127 billion is needed for this charging infrastructure. Now, currently, as of the first quarter of 2023, there are 2.4 million battery electric vehicles in operation in the U.S. That's not taking into account PEVs or hybrids. That's battery electric vehicles. They're saying that by 2030, the expected number of electric vehicles will be almost 10 times that of 33 million vehicles. And to support that, by 2030, they will need to have up to 28 million charging ports to support those vehicles. 28 million to support 33 million electric vehicles. Pretty staggering number. That by 2030, Biden says he'll have 500,000 public chargers in place, but they're saying between the public and the private sector, together, 28 million chargers. Well, the EV industry is reaching a critical mass in the US, that is with inventory. As of the second quarter, the EV supply chain climbed to 92 days. That means 92 days of inventory in stock. Last year, same quarter, it was at 36 days. What does that tell us? Well, basically that there's a lot of EVs out there that are not being purchased right now. Still, less than a third of the 152 dealers surveyed by Cox say they think EVs are the future and will largely replace gasoline vehicles over time. But get this, about half of those dealers feel that EVs need time to prove themselves in the market. This is an interesting situation in the EV world. I've made comments in the past that I really do not believe the implementation of EV vehicles will happen to the fullest extent that is predicted by 2030, 2035 alone, because I don't believe ultimately you can get the charging system in place in time, nor can you get the price down for the common guy and gal to be able to afford these EV vehicles. Now, things are coming down, that's true, but we'll get to a story in a few moments time that says, Is it going down? Well, digital car keys raise security concerns. Mobile phone-based automotive digital keys are the future of the software-defined car. Well, they say it is. However, automotive cybersecurity experts are still determining if digital keys are as secure as the industry claims. Uh, A lot of people are copying the keys. Visualize the old school, you could sit outside and with a copier electronic device, somebody hits their garage door opener, you could copy that code and you can come back and open up the garage door later and get inside, get inside the house potentially once the victim is gone. Well, kind of same thing going on with the mobile phones obviously, much more sophisticated, but they can get into your vehicle, potentially. Michael Littner, a senior director of Smart Car Access at Chipmaker NXP and vice president of communications at the Car Connectivity Consortium, says it's a very mature technology, so there is no way to get the keys unless you're a government or agency like the CIA. However, automotive cybersecurity experts are still determining if digital keys are as secure as the industry claims. Well, Volvo guns for Gen Z with budget priced electric crossover. A 2025 Volvo EX30 will start at $36,000. They're claiming this is going to be the people's car. And the whole idea here is to get people into a Volvo and then hopefully down the road, they'll upscale or upsell into a uh, higher end Volvo over time. 80% 80% of the people that are looking at this vehicle right now are new to Volvo. It comes with a 69 kilowatt battery that delivers about 275 miles in the single motor version and 265 miles in a dual motor performance variant. The uh, EX battery can charge to 80% from 10% in about 26 and a half minutes. Well, legislators are saying to the automotive world, don't touch that dial. There is an inside fight over the AM radio. Why? Well, because manufacturers are desperately trying to cut down costs. And for about $20 to $30, well, they can save that money if they don't put an AM radio in your vehicle. The problem is that uh, a lot of FM stations are out of range for those in the rural areas. And also, the government uses an AM-based distress signal if we have a major situation in the United States. It's an emergency warning system. It comes across the AM networks, not across the FM networks. So the government's saying, "Ah, you got to leave that AM dial alone on those cars. The 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning XL year-long test, according to Motortrend, has been off to a bumpy start. Uh, EV life in the Midwest is nothing like EV life in Southern California. There was a study done by this guy who took one of these F-150 lightnings, tried to go from Detroit to the upper peninsula of Michigan, and basically the vehicle failed at numerous points as far as getting the longevity, getting the range it was supposed to get, and he was not a happy camper. Redwood Materials is racing to put recycled materials into EV batteries, it's uh, hoping to start providing for 1 million electric vehicles within the next five years. If you remember Redwood Materials, which has a a couple of facilities in Nevada and is building a new one in South Carolina, is looking at taking recycled material and getting it back on the market quickly for the manufacturers so they can have batteries for their vehicles. Again, there's an issue here with supply chain on the metals needed for these EV batteries. So while we have a larger inventory on the lots, we also have an upcoming potential problem with metals. Redwood materials, again, getting that upper hand on possibly recycling batteries. Stay tuned to see how that goes. Well, GM is uh, re-upping their Texas plant and getting $500 million for the next full-size SUVs. The Arlington facility is following the uh, announcements from Flint, Michigan and uh, Oshawa, Ontario to support the next generation of internal combustion full-size pickups built there. I emphasize the internal combustion because this is not an EV pickup they're talking about. Although GM has got an EV pickup, but they're still keeping in line the ICE vehicles. Well, Tesla is going to give GM vehicles along with Ford, which was announced earlier, access to their superchargers. That's right. Tesla is saying, hey, we've got the network. Everybody likes our chargers. They charge quickly. They're superchargers. Come join us. GM has asked. Ford has asked. And Tesla has extended the hand, the right hand a fellowship, and said, hey, come on board. We'll join you. GM follows Ford Motor Company, which last month said it would give owners of its EVs access to about 12,000 Tesla superchargers starting next spring through adapters. GM is looking at doing so in the following fall or spring of 2024. And, and here's the critical point in the, all this, the connectors don't fit and the software variants are different as well. So GM is trying to build into their cars the adaptive plug that they need for Tesla. Ford, they sell an adaptive plug that goes from their Ford to the Tesla charger, and uh, they've kind of gone around and worked with that angle. GM's potentially going to do that as well, but GM's building it into their cars in the forthcoming years. Well, Mercedes signs a green steel agreement for Europe and North America. The so-called green steel uses hydrogen and renewable energy in the production process instead of CO2. The process emits water vapor. Now, steel using a conventional blast furnace using coking oil is one of the highest emitting industrial processes. And Mercedes says it can produce more than two tons of CO2 per ton of steel produced. That is with the old school method. While H2's uh, process has emissions of about 0.4 tons of CO2 per ton produced. Why Section 45 is a game changer for US and EV battery supply chain? Well, I'm not sure, except it's a tax credit. And it's an immense tax credit that goes to the battery manufacturers, as well as potentially to the automotive field. And it can reduce according to basic analysis at this point, about $3,000 off the cost of each vehicle. But as this article states, the question comes into play. If there's not enough material or some little hiccup here or there in the marketplace, that $3,000 can very easily be added back onto the vehicle. Meanwhile, the manufacturers, uh, the producers of batteries and vehicles can in fact glean off the government all of these new incentives. The latest numbers are in on the microchip shortage. Yes, it's literally still going on uh, as more cuts are happening worldwide. Well, to date, almost 1.4 vehicles have been axed from production. The projection, 2.8 million will have to go on the wayside by the time the year is over. Got an EV charging question? Well, GM experts, will connect with you. The GM EV Live connects consumers, dealers, and other specialists to spur EV adoption. It doesn't matter what the question is. They'll answer it, give you some clarity, hopefully set you at ease, and allow you to make your own choice. But basically it's this. This is not about selling any particular EV, they say. This is about us selling the EV lifestyle. And what we're finding is people are calling in and they're walking away from this conversation going, an EV is right for me today says Haas Hassani, GM's Vice President of Charging and Energy. GM working the angle. They're not trying to sell you a vehicle. They're trying to answer your questions. Well, U.S. consumers want EVs, but cost and range remain issues. So says a survey by GPMG's Consumer Pulse Summer 2023 survey. uh, The majority of consumers willing to consider those vehicles, uh, that is EVs, expect to purchase one within the next two years, according to the survey released Monday. But here's the issue. Affordability remains an obstacle for many potential EV buyers, says Gary Silberg of KPMG. A lot of people are excited about the opportunity, but I don't know how many people can afford it. I just looked at some numbers before coming on air, and the bottom line is EVs being purchased these days amount to about 6%, 6 to 6.5% of the total vehicles being sold. So if people are buying over 90%, of ICE vehicles, then something tells me that they're not as interested in EVs as surveys say. The is up, supply is a potential issue, and the purchases are not keeping pace with where government wants them to be for 2030 and beyond. Well, newly revealed Toyota EV plans include a battery with a 900 plus mile range. Toyota's been criticized for not being green enough, not being energetic enough on their EV plans, not having a lot of platforms out there. They're really gearing up. They've been working on it on the backside. They've got some great ideas for not only productivity and streamlining things, but also batteries that are coming out. Now, these 900 plus mile range batteries are not expected to be on scene until about 2027, 20, 28, but they're in the works. Uh, by 2030, Toyota hopes to be selling 3. Five million electric vehicles. And uh, this new battery called the Wave Battery is the first next generation lithium-ion battery that will debut in 2026. Now, at that point, it will have about a 20% increase in current lithium-ion batteries, and then it will go up to 50%, and then voila, that 900-mile range battery. And we close with this. Lithium producers warn global supplies may not meet EV demand. There were 45 lithium mines operating in the world last year. 45. Now, that number seemed a little bit low to me, but there's 45. And expected are 11 to open this next year and 7 the year after, according to Fast Markets. But that pace is far below what consultants say is needed to ensure adequate global supply. The biggest issue for lithium mine producers is the uh, growing angst that delays uh, are happening with mine permitting, staffing shortages, and inflation that may hinder their ability to supply enough of the battery metal to meet the world's aggressive electrification timelines. Still, it expects global lithium demand to exceed supply by 500,000 metric tons in 2030. That's under the current best case scenarios. Various consultants and other producers have slightly different projections, but all warn of a looming shortage. Uh, When there's a shortage in the market, what happens? The prices go up. Rebates, cars on lots, people saying, hey, I'd like to buy them, but the price is too high. Shortage of material. I'm going to stand by what I said a couple of months back, and that is I believe that we will not ever get to the point where we get 33 million vehicles by 2030. Now, that's six years away from now. We'll see what happens. But the point is, right now, it doesn't look great. Are you going to buy one? I'm not going to buy one. Why would I pay that much money when it's a push for me? With gas, uh, by the way, electricity is going up in prices everywhere, and it's never going to come down that I can see. Also, the other interesting thing about the lithium mines is that people like ExxonMobil and other co- oil companies uh, have been sending contingents uh, as part of their foray into the battery metals sector out into the field to to find and to procure lithium. Banking giants also like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, BMO, and others are also looking at the expectation of investing in these lithium mines. Well, that's all we have for the news updates this day. Come back soon. We do have new content coming. I promise you that. Dan has been doing some interesting things in his own personal city and in the state of Oregon, trying to fight tolling. You want want to check that out. If you ever uh, have thought that tolling was a good thing, or a bad thing. Check it out. Oregon TollingUpdates.com. Uh, Oregon TollingUpdates.com. We have a podcast section there that I do, as well as I'm the editor, taking time away from you, my cherished audience. But we will be back here on Dr. Carcass very soon. Remember you can catch us on Amazon, Spotify, and Google, as well as DrCarcass.com.